1: And this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Today's episode of Kiwi birth tales is proudly sponsored by Your Birth Project. Your Birth Project is an online hypnobirthing or calm birthing course that you can access at any time. So the classes are pre-recorded and you can access as soon as you sign up to the course. It is actually run by me um, and obviously recorded here in New Zealand, but applicable to birth anywhere in the world. So I know that you'll get a lot out of it. Um, It's very inclusive of all types of birth and that was really important to me about the course. It doesn't matter if you're planning a drug-free vaginal water birth or a C-section, you'll find information in there that's applicable to you. It's also got a really awesome section uh, for birth partners, and I think that that's an important part of your preparation, and there's a very special birth video in there too, so I know that you're going to love it. If you've got any questions about your birth project, feel free to send me an email or a message on whatever social media platform you follow the podcast on, um... Otherwise, you can find Your Birth Project at Your Birth Project on Instagram or Facebook or just www.yourbirthproject.com. In today's episode, I speak with Sam and Sam takes us through the birth stories of her two boys. Sam's first birth story, um, she discusses how it was quite traumatic and she had some experiences that were really tough for her to overcome, um, particularly a 3C tier. Um, And not being able to hold her baby immediately after birth. She actually suffered PTSD after her birth and had a really interesting aversion to towels. And she didn't know why. She didn't realize that it was um, a psychological issue related to her birth. And it was actually a psychiatrist that helped her figure that out. So that part of her story is really interesting in hearing how she sort of overcame that. Then she takes us through her three really unfortunate miscarriages that sort of happened one after another, and just when they were booked in to see fertility associates, she fell pregnant with her second son, so she talks us through um, any anxieties she had about birth, how they overcame those, she actually did your birth project course, Um, so her and her partner both did the course, and that's why I think this is such an awesome episode for your birth project to sponsor. Uh, Sam had a birth that she describes as wanting every mother to experience and I'm just so happy for her that she got this healing beautiful birth that she absolutely deserved. So I know you're going to love this episode. Um, I will stop talking now. Let's jump into it. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you want to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you can do that if you listen there. If you want to send me an email, you can do that at kiwibirhtales at gmail.com, or you can hit me on a social platform at kiwibirhtales on Instagram or Facebook. All right, promise I'll stop talking now. Let's jump into it. Hey Sam, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today.
0: Hi Jordan, thanks for having me and thank you for creating such an awesome space for Kiwis to share their birth stories.
1: Oh, thank you. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Yes.
0: Hi, I'm Sam. I'm 25 years old in Christchurch with my fiance Ollie, who's a mechanical engineer. And we have two boys, Archie and Miller, who are exactly two years apart to the day. Uh, we made the two under two club in just under an hour. <laughs>
1: yeah awesome very cool and do you want to talk us through what the journey was like to f- pregnancy for you guys the first time around
0: yeah so that was with Archie and um, we were really lucky with him um we had just got back from our overseas trip and decided that um we wanted a family in the not so far future so we weren't trying but we weren't avoiding and um first month of contraception <laughs> uh we were pregnant with Archie so super lucky
1: yeah, awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you have any sort of early symptoms that gave you a sign or did you just do a test?
0: Um, actually, I had no idea. Um, Someone at work made a comment about being pregnant and it kind of just made me think, hmm, I haven't <laughs> got my period in a while. I should probably test. Um. And, yeah, I was six weeks pregnant, did not believe it, went back and bought three more tests, <laughs> um, all very positive. And, yeah, that day I found out I was ignoring all of Ollie's calls because we have a joint account so he could see money coming out from the chemist. And he uh. was like, are you okay? Um, and I just couldn't talk to him without seeing him in person because I just thought it was, like, news to share and yeah. so yeah the second he came home I was like a blubbering mess and he knew <laughs> straight away so that was really exciting and we were very very excited about it um yeah and I just had all the standard symptoms nausea sore boobs bloating and it all went away at 12 weeks so I was very lucky
1: oh, amazing that's good yeah, yeah I um I love those stories where they go away at 12 weeks because it sort of gives you hope for your next pregnancy like maybe that'll be me <laughs>
0: yeah yeah definitely
1: yeah cool awesome and did you go with a midwife for your
0: care yeah I just had a midwife for Archie um so that was really easy and she was fantastic um yeah I loved her so much it was really lucky awesome
1: cool and what about the rest of your pregnancy did you do the sort of standard testing that's offered in New Zealand and um did you find out the sex of your baby
0: um, yeah, we it was really straightforward pregnancy, actually. Um, I did all the standard testing and found out the gender at 20 weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the only testing I hated was the glucose tolerance test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to do that twice. Um, and not because I failed, I just couldn't stop spewing. So they wouldn't take my bloods because of it. Wow. Um, yeah, so I had to go back and do it in a second time, which was better the second time. But yeah that was definitely the worst part of it um yeah yeah and everything else was so straightforward just a textbook pregnancy so I was super lucky the only thing I had was sciatic pain so I saw a physio um from like 20 weeks it was really early on
1: yeah and did you find that the physio helped at all
0: Yep absolutely they gave me like the pregnancy bell and that was a huge game changer yeah
1: that was nice yeah cool awesome and did you go to antenatal classes or do any sort of like birth education or anything like that um, in this pregnancy?
0: Uh, Yeah I did the plunker antenatal and met great people and it kind of stops there
1: yeah (laughs) Um, it
0: it wasn't terrible but I think um, until you've been through birth you kind of just nod and accept yeah. information without taking it in um well that's what we did anyway so yeah, yeah and then nothing else to prep which was um in hindsight
1: very silly <laughs> <laughs> yeah hindsight so um yeah a tough and, and a good thing sometimes so did you have much of a birth plan or thoughts on how you sort of wanted your birth to play out
0: yeah I had a super naive birth plan I was going to go to a primary birthing unit and have a water birth no pain relief and that Mm -hmm. was that like I was so adamant that was going to be my birth plan yeah and um I was very um passionate about delay cord clamping and skin to skin which is pretty standard in New Zealand anyway but yeah yeah I was super naive
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and did you do anything else in preparation for birth like perennial massage or antenatal expressing or anything like that
0: um, I was due early January, so I was happy slash expecting to go past my due date. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't do anything. Um, I drank raspberry leaf and ate the dates, but I don't think I consumed enough to, you know, <laughs> mm. um, for it to count. And then yeah, in terms of postpartum, I did freeze pads, um, uh, which was so handy. I oh, wish yeah. um every mum would know to freeze pads and um chuck some hydrogel disc breast pads in the fridge for um breastfeeding afterwards oh, But that was, idea. yeah 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 that's all I did yeah. Um, yeah and did you put
1: anything on the pads before you put them in the freezer
0: yeah I put witch hazel which oh, yeah. I don't actually
1: yeah I don't know if you
0: meant to or not but it worked for me and yeah so yeah was,
1: I think witch hazel is quite a common um postpartum sort of healing spray ingredient so that's probably why yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome yeah Cool. And did your labour end up starting spontaneously? Do you want to take us through um, through your labour and how far along you were? And yeah, let's talk a bit about that.
0: Cool. Yeah, I was um, 39 weeks, so it was Boxing Day. <laughs> um, and I woke up with my waters breaking. And that was not really, it was more like a slow leak, which was good because it wasn't like a movie scene. Um, and labour didn't really kick off, like in the time, I thought, oh, yeah, these are contractions. But um, looking back, it was definitely very, very early labour. And I called my midwife at 8am and she was like, yeah, just stay home. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Walk, swiss ball. Let's see if we can get things moving. Because in 24 hours, if you haven't progressed, we'll need to put you on antibiotic drip. Um, And I'd never really considered that before so I was super eager to try get things going and unfortunately nothing happened um at 10 p.m my midwife came and checked me that night and she was kind of like okay I think we need to reconsider your birth plan of going to St George's because um once we start you on the antibiotic drip we need to consider if your contractions aren't strong enough to um do an induction via mm. oxytocin I think yeah. it was yeah oxytocin um, and so that was, yeah, a huge spanner in the works. But I trusted her completely and agreed that if it was, especially with the antibiotics, that that would be a good idea. So by 4 a.m., we decided to head into hospital and get the antibiotics. Um, and that was like a huge thing for me because my other thing was I didn't want to be connected um, to like drips or mm. have monitors on me. I'm quite like, I quite like my space and to be free. Um, so I think as soon as they connected me, I just kind of reclosed and not gave up, but it just changed my mentality yeah, completely. Yeah. But um, my midwife did stick me in the beautiful birthing room with a pulse. So I was still very hopeful. <laughs> and um, she went off to go get some rest because I was not in active labour. I think I was one centimetre mm-hmm. when I got there. Um, So they, the doctors and stuff came around and decided that we should go on oxytocin, and that was around 8am the next day, Um, and from that point, I just laid on my back, and they moved me to another birthing room, and that really sucked, so I went from this beautiful birthing room to this tiny little room with a bed, um, and yeah, I took gas of pain relief, had no kind of concept of other pain relief, and I wish I'd done more research on that, mm. Um, they offered it, but I was so stubborn, I just said no, um and yeah I had a really fast active labor once I was hooked up onto the oxytocin so I think they started me at eight or nine and um he was born by three but when um I got to 10 centimeters I was told to push so I never really had that urge to push which was crazy um and Archie's heart rate kept dropping significantly. So they put the monitor on his scalp um, yeah. to see if they could um, get a better rate. But unfortunately, it was still looking really poor. So at the time, it was super calm. But looking back, it was horrendous. They pushed the emergency button to bring in the, the team. And um, they decided that they would deliver him by the Kiwi Cup. Mm-hmm. I think that's also called the Vontos. Vontos, um, yeah 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 and um this is where it got like really messy. They put it they couldn't find where his like the position of his head, which is probably why I wasn't pushing how i how they wanted um but they managed to get it on his head and um get his head out, but as they were birthing the head, the vontos came off, and he went straight back in um mm. <laughs> so. They tried again and they were, yeah, it was super chaotic. And once they birthed his head for the second time, they noticed the cord was wrapped around his head. So they cut it immediately. Um, and I was talking to Ollie about this before I was um, jumped on here. And he said that they offered for him to cut the cord <laughs> um, as the head was only out. The body wasn't out at that mm-hmm. point, And he obviously said no, because <laughs> it was like a bit. Yeah. So they cut the cord immediately and then gave me an to birth his body um and he was taken straight away to recess so I never got to see him or anything yeah um which was super traumatic I just remember yelling give me my baby give me my baby Mm -hmm. um yeah I just I guess in the time I felt like um he was fine like I kind of just knew he was okay but obviously they've got to go through all the steps and um he was okay um but during that I had a 3c tear so I had to go get surgery, which was, we were told it would take an hour and it took four. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And luckily my midwife was super, super supportive during all of this. And um, she organized a couple of other midwives to come into surgery with me and allow for Archie to be on my chest whilst they did it. Yeah. Because um, normally I've talked to a couple of ladies who have had similar experiences and they hadn't had their babies Mm. and yeah I if you could push for that it was just I just was not going into surgery without him um and that was I think that was super detrimental as well like for me I needed him there yeah um but yeah I did the whole labor without any pain relief apart from gas and ended up needing the spinal tap anyway Mm. so yeah that was real pain and I think um i don't actually have this written down but for some reason i have in my head that there was 27 stitches so we'll roll with that one yeah um yeah so that was archie's birth
1: yeah Um, that that sounds like i guess reflecting on it now you can sort of talk about it and it sort of flows flows freely because it's been a little while but i can imagine at the time that was pretty traumatizing and quite scary
0: yeah yeah for months we didn't talk about the birth like ollie and i i think he was just as traumatizing um yeah I'll go into it a bit like yeah soon, but yeah there was a bit of a recovery for yeah that for sure yeah,
1: yeah. and yeah. so how long did you have to spend in the hospital then before you went home
0: um we only were in hospital for one night and then we decided to go to the Lincoln maternity ward just mm-hmm. because um I was struggling with breastfeeding and I just wanted the extra support until my milk came in um and that was another thing I found breastfeeding extremely hard um i used the shield for seven months with archie yeah <laughs> and then um at seven months he kept he was at that age where he'd like come off and look around mm. and it was really hard when i was out in public so i actually managed to get him to latch without this shield and we fed for another six or seven months after that oh, nice. but, um yeah i've seen on my um birth group on Facebook a few women saying help me get off the shield and like don't worry if I can do it after seven months I'm sure you'll be okay. Yeah and you didn't find that
1: the shield had any impact on your supply I know that sometimes people are concerned about that.
0: Yeah I was really lucky I had uh, an oversupply Mm -hmm. um, which doesn't like it sounds super lucky but it did come with its challenges as well but um, the shield actually helped um, like slow the flow which was really good for him so yeah I didn't have any problems with that but yeah I could imagine that could be a concern Mm -hmm. for some yeah yeah
1: yeah cool and so once you went home um how did you find I guess that transition into motherhood and those first few days and weeks did you notice the baby blues or any sort of um I guess hormone changes throughout that time what was that adjustment like
0: yeah definitely day three baby blues um I was not prepared for that. And I just cried over anything and everything, even if it was happy. Yeah. Um, I have, like, the ugliest photos of me just crying. But it was really good to look back on. And I was so happy. It was just, like, big emotions, yeah. big, big emotions. Um, and I think I blocked the birth for quite a while, which, yeah. Um, yeah, was super hard. So I had, like, a really good recovery physically with my tear, Um. And after six weeks, I was, yeah, back up and normal. I found the first six weeks was super hard for sitting, walking, you Mm -hmm. name it. It was just terrible. But um, the frozen pads came in so handy. And um, rolling up towels to put underneath my legs to, like, kind of create a donut, that was um, really helpful as well. But um, I think at the time, I was in the mentality, oh, healthy baby, healthy Mm mum, that's okay but looking back that's such a bad mentality to have um and all your feelings are quite valid after birth and you should definitely talk about them
1: yeah Um, I think that's interesting isn't it it's sort of like a um I don't know sometimes I think it's a society pressure that we say oh you had a happy like a healthy baby and you should be sort of happy and content with that but um if you had a traumatic birth experience and that's not always the case. So I definitely think it's important that we talk about that. Um, So I guess from your perspective, how did you find that those sort of feelings of birth that you might've been blocking out started to creep in and when they did, how did you deal with it?
0: Yeah, this is actually really um, interesting and different, but when I was about three months postpartum, I got this really random aversion to towels and it was like the same feeling that women or anyone, sorry, gets to um, like nails on the chalkboard. I just could not touch towels and it just, it got to a point where it was just affecting us so bad because I couldn't bother Archie, and I was really struggling like after having a shower So I went to the doctors and I thought it was their hormone imbalance. I don't Mm. know why I thought that, but I was just convinced it was a hormone imbalance. And my doctor was really puzzled and she referred me to a psychiatrist um, who deals with the fourth trimester or postpartum mums and that was a really quick road from the doctors to being seen, and at the time I was like, no, that's totally unrelated, why are you see me a psychiatrist, but now I look back, and it was the best thing I ever did, I'm so mm. glad I went to the doctor, um, and I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. That, yeah, PTSD, um, and yeah, it was really interesting, first appointment, she sat me down and she was like let's talk about your birth and I probably spent over an hour going through every single detail Mm -hmm. and at the end of it she was smiling and I was like why is this lady smiling like this is not funny or cool and she said can you please go on your phone and get me the very first photo you have of you and Archie and I was like okay that's cool went on my phone looked at it looked at her looked back at my phone and realized Archie was wrapped in a towel Mm -hmm. um yeah so I'd never got my skin to skin, which was huge for me, and yeah, it was just like a huge revelation that this towel was the thing in between my baby and I, um and that had really affected me without knowing, like I had no yeah. idea that was why I hated towels, and then uh was just such a random thing <laughs> to say, but um yeah, and then she walked me through everything, and I like built back up um to be to be able to talk about my birth so she gave me like little tasks to do even just to come home and talk to ollie about it yeah and that was huge because ollie had also pushed everything to the side and so i think us opening up and him telling me parts that i don't remember as well Mm -hmm. like filling in the gaps it was yeah so super good and now i can touch towels it's great (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and so she really helped me with that and um obviously it came with like a lot of anxiety for my yeah yeah so I knew that to move forward I had to work past the anxiety for birth and yeah she was amazing um and she kept in contact with me afterwards via email and stuff just such great support I feel really Mm, lucky because I know some yeah I know some women don't get the support but um yeah definitely if anyone's had like a Traumatic birth or whatever, I highly recommend speaking up about it, yeah. even to your midwife. Um, because yeah, I don't know how my second. Actually, I don't even know if I'd be pregnant again. Um, yeah. After. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was yeah, huge part of our lives, which is good to have done now. I guess. Yeah,
1: I think that your story will be. Um one that a lot of mums out there that will they'll relate to it because it's not uncommon to have a birth that you feel trauma sort of associated with and I think the taller version is so interesting I've never heard that before but you can actually imagine or you know like if you think about it you can you can sort of piece together how that would come about so yeah I just think it's really interesting
0: yeah yeah it was um it was an amazing revelation I just couldn't believe that she could get that Mm. from my birth story yeah um yeah incredibly talented woman (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah yeah so that was um yeah Archie's journey I should
1: yeah yeah and so how did you sort of I guess make the decision or did you make the decision to start trying for another pregnancy or what was the process there
0: yeah definitely we were um I've always in my had in my head that I wanted an 18 month age gap I don't know why because it's like a not really a, it's just a random age but it yeah. was always in my head so once I got past my PTSD I could um I was like right I'm ready for another baby um yeah and then unfortunately that wasn't an easy journey for Miller's pregnancy um We actually had three miscarriages in between Archie and Miller. Mm. Um, Yeah, which was, yeah, horrible. Um, Our first was a chemical pregnancy. Um, So we were obviously trying. So I took a pregnancy test really early, like as soon as I could, and it was positive. So I was like super excited, told all my friends. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then um, a couple of days later, I don't know why, but I just was like, I'm going to take another test. And I took another test, and it was negative. And I was like, "Hang on, that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. I like was positive, and now it's negative." So I took more, and then I called my midwife and explained to her, and then she explained a chemical pregnancy, um, which is basically where you your body starts a pregnancy but doesn't continue it, so it just like it's just like a late period, is what mm-hmm. they kind of refer it to. And so, how is, far,
1: like I guess if you if you were talked in pregnancy weeks, how far do I you was, think you would have been?
0: yeah I think I was about four to five weeks okay. so really early yeah. yeah yeah um and I think that was quite hard because hearing it was a late period is not mm-hmm. what I I felt um but yeah yeah so that was yeah quite hard and then we waited a month and then had another miscarriage after that so I went to the doctors because it just didn't seem right and she ran mm-hmm. some bloods um just some general bloods and they found that my prolactin levels were high, which is your breastfeeding hormone. I was breastfeeding at the time. So they sent my results off to an endocrinologist and they advised I stopped breastfeeding, which in hindsight was really bizarre, but yeah. I did it. Um, yeah. There's literally no, no information to back that up. Um, I was really gutted when I did more research into that. I wish I hadn't stopped, but that's okay. Um and I still went on to have a third miscarriage after that. And each miscarriage was longer. So I think the first one was between four and five weeks. The next one was around six weeks. And then the one after that was like seven. Mm. So it, it was just prolonging. It was, yeah, really horrible. Um, especially after such an easy pregnancy with RT. just yeah. made no sense to us. Yeah. yeah. And then, so we decided we'd go see fertility associates. Um and the day we had an appointment I don't know why I was just like I'm just gonna take one more test and it was positive Mm -hmm. so I called them and said hey I've just got a positive test and they were like okay well we can't see you until Mm. um Something happens, or you know, um, hopefully this pregnancy is the one. And it was like the one month where I was like, Oh, it's okay because it was Archie's birthday and Christmas. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, that's all right. We'll, we'll just see how this month goes and we'll reschedule for next month, assuming the worst, which is, yeah, not a great mentality. But no, that was the baby that decided to stick with us. So we were super lucky. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. were you booked into f- fertility associates because you'd had three miscarriages? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I um, had asked my doctor to send a referral Mm -hmm. but there's a wait list so we just decided that we'd go private because I was just done waiting I just was Mm. so keen for another yeah yeah
1: yeah. and how were you and your partner sort of I guess navigating that time like I can just only imagine or I can't actually imagine how that feels um, sort of dealing with miscarriages after you know one after the other and still desperately wanting to try and fall pregnant so how were you and your partner sort of dealing with that
0: yeah looking back not well we were it was just really hard yeah the, the best thing is we were really supportive to each other I was really lucky Ollie was just so good to me and just let me sleep like I sleep so much mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually during lockdown where this kind of was going on so he was working from home he'd look after Archie who was like one and a half at the time and just let me sleep all day um which was not like in hindsight so mm. bad for me but it's what I needed at the time and um I think we just knew like because we had Archie we knew that it would all be worth it it was just getting to that point yeah um yeah so it was yeah it was tough but I don't know it, it was just kind of yeah, the anxiety never left, like, mm. and it's, yeah, I think even now, even thinking of a third, I just, it's really hard, because I can't move past those experiences, yeah. and I always will wonder if that will happen again, yeah. especially, yeah, but... Yeah, it was definitely a journey. Um, Mm. And Miller's pregnancy was far from easy as well, just to make it even more complicated. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. And so do you want to talk us through, I guess, what the first trimester was like and if it was much different to your first?
0: Yeah. So with Miller, I was extremely sick. I was was vomiting multiple times a day. I was on medication for it. Um, And that was the case until I was 16 weeks and then it returned at 28 weeks yeah
1: um
0: yeah I think I spewed every single day of my third trimester oh, no. um, yeah um which was yeah very difficult because I just assumed that it would be the same pregnancy um but I must say having symptoms in the first trimester was actually every time I spewed I would smile and be like yeah um even though it didn't work like that it still kind of gave me that push Mm. to know that my body was you know doing it what it needed to
1: yeah
0: um yeah so the first trimester was very quiet and I think actually we were probably still in lockdown during that first trimester so I tried to get out for a walk every single day to distract myself and um yeah I think I closed off from a lot of people because I was just so scared of going through it again and I was really this is so silly but really paranoid that people would get annoyed with me because I was so upset all the time mm-hmm. um and I didn't want to like push my problems onto others especially like during lockdown everyone's going through their things but um I did have a really good support group and I have amazing friends that were like on my toes the whole time so it was really nice <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and yeah. did you do all the sort of standard testing in this pregnancy as well?
0: Yes, we had a lot of monitoring with this pregnancy. At our 12-week scan, they found a pocket of fluid adjacent to his stomach, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't really sure what that would mean. So at um, they told us to come back in a week to see if it was still there because sometimes these things just creep themselves. And at 13 weeks, we went back and it was still there so um we were referred to the fetal medicine unit at Christchurch Women's and um at 16 weeks we had an early anatomy scan um which I don't looking back it was silly because we had so many scans but we didn't find out the gender for this baby mm-hmm. uh, we had 10 scans all up and managed to not see the mm-hmm. gender at all um and yeah at 16 weeks they walked us through like the possibilities of what it would mean and. Um, they offered us I don't know what it's called I'm just going to call it the invasive testing like the um where they take some amniotic fluid Mm,
1: yeah
0: yeah and we declined that um just because we found out well not found out we were told the chance of a miscarriage was one in 500 Mm -hmm. and we'd just been through too much to yeah Take our chances, yeah. and we knew everything else was health like it, the anatomy scan was looking really good, and it was just this one thing um luckily we had age on our side and all of that, so we didn't really see the um, need for it, but um we had another scan, and they couldn't find the fluid um it just like disappeared yeah. um yeah, so they kept us and with fetal medicine unit until we were twenty weeks, just to do another anatomy scan. And then after that scan, they still couldn't find it, so they discharged us. But upon discharge, they found that um, he had a duplex kidney, uh, which is a variant of normal, I believe. Um, I hadn't heard of it before having Miller. But, yeah, they said it was an uncomplicated duplex kidney. So that was like another spanner. Once we got over one hurdle, it was like the next. Um, But that seemed much less scary because they knew Mm. what they were doing with that one. Yeah. Um and we were still um discharged back into our midwife care. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. And then um he was measuring very large <laughs> the <laughs> whole pregnancy. So um I had to do two gestational diabetes tests and I passed them both. Um and then what happened? And then um he was breached in the third trimester. Yeah. So we had more scans for that. It just felt like once we jumped over one thing, the next thing arose. Um and yeah, so having a breech baby was quite a spinner. Mm. Um and he flipped and then was breech again <laughs> and then flipped again. So I think at 37 weeks we finally had him head down. Um and I was like, right, you are not moving. Like, <laughs> I was on the bowl every day trying to keep him down. Um yeah, and I actually was doing headstands in the pool, so if anyone has a breech baby, I was in the pool every night doing headstands, being told that's what would flip my baby, and it worked twice, so <laughs> I don't know if it was that. or Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. so,
1: cool, yeah. awesome. And I guess in terms of, um, like we've talked through, your first birth was quite traumatic, and you did have some anxieties around the birth and how that might go the next time. So do you want to talk us through how you worked through that and what your sort of birth plan was and any um, resources or education that you used in this pregnancy?
0: Yeah, we actually bought your birth project and (laughs) we loved it. It was so good. Yeah. It was really informative, empowering, and inclusive of all births, which is exactly what I needed. Um, I actually won one of your, um giveaways on your page once for the anime gaskin book the guide to childbirth so i had that as well and i'd been reading that but honestly i totally give credit to your birth project it was such an amazing course um yeah it was just it was awesome um we used it all through our pregnancy as well because um, obviously I had like a bit of anxiety with everything mm. that was going on, and we used the um, techniques, the breathing techniques to sleep, and even Ollie did too, and he yeah. thought it was really good. Um, and yeah, so in terms of our birth plan, we did have an obstetrician with this birth, uh, with this pregnancy as well, um, and they were quite pushy of a cesarean mm. um, post tear. And um, at the start of my pregnancy, so was my midwife. Well, she wasn't pushy, but she thought it was in our best interest to have a a caesarean. And honestly, all mums that have had caesareans, hats off to you because I found it so scary thinking of going in for surgery. And I just think that's the Mm -hmm. most brave thing to do ever. So selfless. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I just, it really, it really terrified me. Like surgery was really terrifying. Um, So I, said i wanted another vaginal birth um and i got a bit of kickback from the obstetricians but i found my midwife was really supportive um and we had many many conversations around birth before it um she did a lot of research herself and um she had talked about hot compressors on my perineum Mm -hmm. when we were birthing the head and to work on to make sure i wasn't squatting because gravity would be quite forceful in that yeah. and to not be on my back as well so we had plenty of discussions for that um so i had a really open birth plan i was quite keen to try the water and i wasn't keen on the epidural because i didn't want to be on my back mm-hmm. um but obviously having a breech baby right until the end was um i was mentally prepared for a cesarean mm. um so i just focused on what i could control um, thanks to you, of course, <laughs> and um, what I found was the, mute like, music, I picked out songs that I wanted to play, delayed called Clamping and Skin to Skin, again, was quite big for me, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, super open birth plan, I had an idea of what I wanted, but, um, and obviously in hospital, um, that was an obvious choice for me to be there in case um, intervention was needed,
1: yeah, 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 yeah awesome cool and did you do any like perennial massage or antenatal expressing or anything like that this time
0: um due to him being large for his gestational age I did have two stretch and sweeps which were (laughs) at 37 and 38 weeks they were fine but I don't think they were they were um yeah they didn't hurt so if anyone's thinking about it I definitely don't regret trying it but I don't believe the evidence is very strong for them working either (laughs) um and it was pretty much the same as Archie. Um, I wanted to avoid a Christmas baby and Archie's <laughs> birthday, which which did not happen. <laughs> um, yeah. and i I actually harvested colostrum um because of being told he was going to be large. I just yeah. thought it was better to have it just in case. And that was um a challenge in itself. I think yeah. for the first few nights on both sides, I get like zero point two mils, <laughs> which is, so much effort for so little but then by the end I was getting 10 mils which was yeah yeah so I'm really happy I did that um yeah and that was definitely a two-person job um (laughs) I would express I would express whilst Ollie collected
1: Yeah. yeah yeah awesome cool and did this labor end up starting spontaneously do you want to take us through that
0: yeah um on boxing day again <laughs> I was real. Uh, yeah I was really tired I just slept all day I just said I just need to sleep and um we had the in-laws over and they were meant to stay for dinner and I just whispered to Ollie and I said I'm sorry you're gonna have to get them to leave and he was like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine I just I'm really protective of my space right now I just want to be alone and he was like yep totally understand um And that was the best sleeps I'd had. I didn't really sleep well in that pregnancy. So the fact that I was sleeping so well, I just kind of had a suspicion. Um, And we had an early night. And at 4am, I woke up (laughs) um, the next day with contractions. Mm -hmm. um, And luckily, no water breaking. So that was good. Um, And I started timing them straight away because they were coming on quite quick. Um, And... Archie woke at 5am so I called my mum and said come get him but there was a really nice moment where he had just woken and Ollie brought him through into bed with me and I was practicing my breathing and I was counting in and counting out and he was breathing with me and it was just Mm -hmm. adorable like I um almost considered keeping him for a little bit longer of my labor but Mm -hmm. then he then he got really excited so (laughs) I knew he had to go Mm yeah um yeah and so he left at 5am and then by 7am I was having like contractions every five minutes for a minute long so we called our midwife and she met us at hospital an hour later and um yeah it was really good so as soon as we got to hospital Ollie set up our birth environment we got the room with the pool as well which was what I'd requested and he dimmed all the lights shut the curtains um printed out our birth affirmations and posted them around the walls and just tried to make the environment as much of our space as we could and I just sat in the corner with my headphones on eyes closed until he'd done it um and then yeah that was great and my midwife came in and offered a check which I said yes just to see where I was at and I was only two to three centimeters but I kind of expected that so I was like that's fine um and she said she was going to leave and just come in and check on us every now and then and give us some space which I'd also um said was quite important to me so she did that and I think within two hours I was already in active labour and it was so nice we just laboured around the room I used the um Swiss ball and like bending over the side of the um bed and yeah zero monitoring so just when um I think she obviously checked baby's heartbeat but not with the big bouts just with the Doppler yeah um which was so nice because I think that was a huge part of Archie's birth just being connected and not Mm -hmm. having yeah hands-free um and like for me massage was not really a part of my labor I just didn't like being touched I was so in my own space so Ollie actually found reading me my birth affirmations was super helpful um and counting my breathing as well that was huge yeah um and then at 10 a.m my midwife offered another check and as she was checking um I can't really remember if she broke my waters or if they just broke themselves but it was all on from there and I was transitioning like so quick so they they ran the birth pool and I jumped in there and it was amazing like I loved the pool so much um I just was such a great part of my labor but I started pushing in the pool and we talked about birthing out of the pool because my midwife wanted to do the perennial um support and she said we could do that in the water but when you're playing or not playing but moving a baby's head and um under the water you take the risk of them taking their first breath of air Mm -hmm. um which is obviously something you want to avoid under the water so once I started pushing she asked me to get out which I was happy to um mid contractions so it was super hard to actually get onto the bed and then um and we had music playing this whole time it was so nice um and I got onto the bed and was like on all fours and Just started pushing and she was supporting me the whole time and I had Ollie putting cold flannels over my head. And um I think I had the gas, but I wasn't using it. I was just kind of like biting down on it. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't time my breathing with the gas. It was really confusing to do both. (laughs) Uh, Um, which is yeah. Um, so yeah, and then Miller was born and my midwife was crying, I was crying, Ollie was crying, it was so Mm -hmm. beautiful. Um and she gave me a the injection to deliver my placenta just because we wanted to see if I'd torn yeah um and obviously you couldn't do that with um the placenta (laughs) um and so that was delivered quite quickly and we got delayed cord clamping um and I walked away with zero scratching grazes tears
1: amazing yeah
0: yeah not a single injury so just complete opposite um to Archie and I was past Miller straight away. In fact, I think I might have caught him. Like I, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Um, and for ages, he was just lying on my chest and we didn't know what we're having, <laughs> what yeah. we would had. And my midwife was like, can you just look already? Yeah. And we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, duh, we don't know. Um And yeah, another boy. So we were super happy because we'd had a boy's name planned and not a girl's. So yeah. it was just, yeah, meant to be, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah and it was just the most amazing experience like it was just such a polar opposite to yeah Archie's and I'd also requested that nobody else entered the room because I found that extremely disturbing Mm. in Archie's pregnancy when people would come in and check on you Um, which they had to when you're induced but yeah yeah, we had like a locked door policy and that worked really well for us Um, which was another yeah can't give too much away about your birth course but it was great um yeah and then half an hour later I'd had a shower and I was ready to go like it was
1: great amazing I just am so happy for you that you had this kind of experience with birth um after your first and and you must just feel like like a superhero
0: (laughs) yeah I really did it was just it wasn't that it was unmedicated or anything it was just the fact that it was on like my yeah. like i yeah. felt like my power had been taken away yeah with the other birth so it was just yeah i was i felt really listened to and i just love my midwife so much if anyone needs a midwife oh. in Christchurch <laughs> Valerie Dittpenny she's just so amazing she was yeah a huge part of our journey which she still yeah. is yeah. um and yeah so yeah it was just so good and i really wanted to go to st george's so I got to go there postpartum which was great yeah. um yeah for like four hours and then we ran into some problems so <laughs> that was um yeah Miller was quite a big baby so he was nine pound eleven yeah um and I don't know I heard that gravity's on your side with bigger babies and I do believe that <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah definitely um was yeah a bit easier than Archie who was only seven pound 13 Um, So once we got to St George's, um, I got a call from my midwife and she said that uh, Miller was measuring on the 99th percentile, uh, which meant that we had to do the blood sugar tests um, to make sure that he didn't have low blood sugars. Um, And so, yeah, that was quite a spanner because we hadn't really thought about that. But luckily they could do it it at St George's and um, the midwife came in. And this was whilst Archie was meeting his new brother, mm. and um, actually the night before I went into labour, I baked a cake, um, for Archie's birthday, and he's like the old wives' tale: bake a cake, you go into to labour. And it was it was not because I wanted to go into labour; I just wanted to give my baby a cake. But um, yeah, so we'd like had a cake there, and I think um, my father-in-law had got a bottle of champagne to celebrate, and um, the midwife took his blood sugar levels whilst they were there and they were low um I can't really remember I think it was 2.2 I don't really understand too much about the numbers but um she said look I think you have to get your family out um which we did um so no cake which was super sad and (laughs) um they said we really need to get colostrum into him and if, if you can't express enough we're going to give him formula mm-hmm. which I was absolutely for formula but I knew I had colostrum at home um which we'd forgotten <laughs> so we'd pumped all this colostrum and completely <laughs> forgotten to take it with us to hospital so we got our family to head home and collect it for us and they told us we had 35 minutes to get his blood sugar levels up um and that was super stressful I'd never heard of that before mm, yeah. um well I kind of heard of it but not really considered it um, and yeah luckily we got the colostrum back into him I think we gave him like 20 mils in five minutes it was ridiculous and his levels went up so that was really good but then because we just pumped him so full of colostrum and I'd had a quick labor I think yeah my labor was four hours I don't know if I said that but um active labor and so he was struggling to breathe Mm. um probably just from all the mucus and stuff but um I called the midwife back because I just saw him struggling. Like, his chest was really working and his nose was flaring. And she came in and she just picked him up and took him straight to recess. And we just followed. Um, and they started putting him on the oxygen because his oxygen levels were low-ish. They were still, nine, like, low 90s. But, uh, yeah, apparently they needed to be above 96 um, and they had him on the CPAC machine for over an hour, and whilst they were doing that, they called nifu um, back at Women's yep. to see what they suggested, um, and that whole part was, that was really hard, actually. Mm. Um, I think after Archie's birth, because it was me going through all the things, I, it w- it felt kind of okay, like my baby was safe, But yeah. um, but when it was the baby, I just wanted to take that all away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated seeing him on oxygen and connected. Um, but anyways, Niku arrived and they were just the we had the nicest experience with them. They were so lovely. They talked us through everything and they were basically like, look, we're gonna overreact because that's what we should do mm-hmm. and the baby's best interest, but chances are he's actually fine. And as soon as they moved the oxygen monitor from his hand to his feet, his oxygen was measuring a hundred. Mm. So they said it literally could have just been a case of his hands were cold and yeah. his oxygen levels weren't picking up. But um, they decided in that moment that, because um, one of the biggest um, risks for newborns is sepsis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decided that they'd put him on antibiotics and, um, just in case yeah and we'll go back to Christchurch woman's so my stay at George's was <laughs> lovely for the little bit we were there but um yeah so it was quite a yeah quite a random crazy experience because they had two ambulances there but I wasn't allowed to go with them um they offered for me to go on the second ambulance but I said no because I thought if I couldn't be with my baby then I may mm-hmm. as well be with my fiance it didn't seem silly it seemed silly to be away from both of them so we just followed them up to women's and um the the main NICU staff lady she was just so incredible um she um got us into the maternity ward and actually kept Miller with us Mm, so even though he yeah so even though he was under the care of NICU he got to stay with me yeah um so he's obviously very very low um compared to what a lot of parents and families experience but um yeah so then he they took his bloods to see if he had an infection and they actually rose over 24 hours which could have signed to an infection so we were super glad that we treated for treated Mm -hmm. him with antibiotics straight away um and then yeah after so we had to stay at women's for Two nights, I was itching to leave. I was mm-hmm. so ready to leave, but obviously, we had to wait till his levels were fine and they could disconnect him from all the um wires and stuff, which was really horrible as well. Um, mm. to see, but um, yeah, then his levels dropped again, so that was really good. And um, they took him, disconnected him, and we were allowed to leave. But um, I must say, a crush woman's gets a lot of flack for um their staff but we had the most amazing experience there everyone was so lovely to us and um yeah I just feel so lucky that we had good stuff um, yeah. I think it's really easy to complain about the bad but um the good should be mentioned too on night two I was just so exhausted and I just couldn't get him to settle I'd feed him my milk was already in and this lovely midwife came and she said look I'll just stand outside your door with him for half an hour while she'll mm-hmm. get a rest And she ended up having him for an hour and a half whilst I slept. And it was just the most amazing thing. And I think if it was my first pregnancy or first baby, there's no way I would have accepted the help. Mm. But um, knowing with my second, I was just – sleep was um, so high on my list. So, yeah, yeah, that was really nice. And then, yeah, we got home. And, um, yeah, it's been good since then. We've had no – yeah extra
1: hiccups yeah amazing and how have you gone with breastfeeding this time have you used a shield again
0: um yeah i got into latch without the shield and that was really good but then um he's been nicknamed spiller miller because he's <laughs> so spilly we get multiple vomits a day um so i changed my technique in feeding so that i'd lay down so my flow was not as strong for him. but yeah. in doing that and doing that i damaged my nipples so bad um they were bleeding they were terrible um and I was just in so much pain every time I feed him so I did bring back out the shield um and now I'm just off so he's feeding normally through the day and then shield at night because I can yeah. um change positions and I feel like we don't um have as much time burping him at night as we do through the day so I'm yeah. just that conscious of him like yeah spilling yeah 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 um, awesome. yeah. yeah so that's cool. been yeah and, and the emotional recovery this time has been so good like everyone i talk to i'm like do you want to hear my birth story <laughs> <laughs> i'm just so excited yeah. to share yeah and the emotional recovery has been a lot better and the physical recovery has been really good um i think i'm two weeks postpartum now and i just feel completely back to normal i feel yeah. better than when i was pregnant um yeah and in fact I was running the day he was born chasing the staff <laughs> um <laughs> when he was in the wee incubator so um yeah that was that feels really good um yeah. and it makes such a difference but um yeah just feel really lucky to have that yeah,
1: yeah amazing very cool and how do you think um Introducing them, the two boys have gone and what sort of are your thoughts around the age gap that you've got?
0: Yeah, I did so much research, which I don't know why, because it's just gonna be what it will be, but <laughs> um I made sure that when Archie met him, he was like in his bed, um and I wasn't holding him, so he got to see me first. Yeah. And mum had organized him. He turned up to the ward with a bunch of flowers. It was just so cute. Yeah. Um, and he w- we'd prepped him for a very long time that the baby was coming. Um, yeah. And we bought him a gift from the baby, so um, we took that to the hospital as well, and he got given that, which was a doll, um, um, one of those like mini land doll things. Yeah. that Um, so he's been playing with that when I've got the baby. But the adjustment's been really good. Um, Ollie's got six weeks off work. Um, which is so lucky we'd kind of prepared that I'd have a cesarean and um, that I'd need his help with mm-hmm. the toddler because um, obviously you, your lifting and stuff is very limited. Um, So, yeah, that was quite good. And he definitely goes, as soon as I feed the baby, he wants a turn to cuddle mum, mm-hmm. which is just such great timing. But apart from that, he's done really well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really happy. And, yeah, I've got my – I always said that I was going to have twins <laughs> – uh, so I kind of feel like I got my twins because they're mm-hmm. born on the same day. I'm just going to yeah. claim it because, yeah. Um, and actually, it was really hard coming to terms that they're going to share the same birthday around Christmas as well. But um, I think, truly, you can't time these things. Yeah. Um, and by the time Miller's pregnancy came along, we were just so grateful to be pregnant. We didn't yeah. care when he'd yeah. arrive. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the two-year age gap, I like. Um although terrible toes is a thing I'm
1: sorry <laughs> don't tell <laughs> yeah. me that I'm like oh man everybody everybody says terrible toes, and I've got a while but I'm like ah
0: yeah no um yeah they're definitely I mean but it's also so good because he's starting to yeah. the pilot, like, yeah. talk and stuff so there's positives as well but um definitely the tantrums are
1: something to be experienced. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, cool well thank you so much sam for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us i think um it's just so beautiful like you said how um you want everyone to experience that kind of feeling that you've had after your second birth and i'm so glad that you got that um after everything that you've been through so just super grateful that you've come on and yeah shared your story with us so thank you Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I hope you have enjoyed it. I really loved talking with Sam and think it's a really nice episode, so I hope that you do too. And another reminder that this week's episode is sponsored by Your Birth Project, which is an online hypnobirthing or calm birthing course that is um, done by me, and it is based out of New Zealand, but applicable all over the world. You can access it completely online anytime that you like, and you have access for 12 months from purchase. So if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email or a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week when I bring you another awesome episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the
0: price tag. Say hello to Quince.